1: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends ten thirty one seventeen.
0: You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible.
2: Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, Anything's possible. Yeah. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away
1: Hey there, welcome
0: back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network thanking you for making us part of your daily routine Monday through Friday. Thanks for taking us with you wherever you go, whether it's once you wake up, right before you go to bed, somewhere in the middle of the workday. Thanks for making us part of your daily routine. We're the only podcast that does this Monday through Friday, as crazy as that is. Lots of other great shows, but we're the ones that bring it to you on a regular basis, and we're not doing some little 10-minute segment with a couple of guys who barely watch the games, this is your in-depth daily Celtics podcast with us, the Rain and Jays. The greatest, the greatest motherfucking podcast of all time. <laughs> Jay King, still salty. <laughs> yeah, you have like, I don't know if there's like some sort of full moon going out there or something. Jay King is in rare form this week. Uh, I am John Corrales. For those of you who are just joining the show and you haven't subscribed and you don't know who the hell we are, welcome. Thanks for being part of the, the, uh, the festivities. Today's show brought to you by SeatGeek. Geek it's the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person all season long. We'll talk about more. Of that and get you a little bit of money back on your SeatGeek tickets. Today's topic two topics, really. Uh, Kevin Love out for six weeks with arthroscopic knee surgery. And the big one that got everybody buzzing today, Serge Ibaka is now a member of the Toronto Raptors. The Raps going all in. Trying to win now, and they gave up Terrence Ross and a first-round pick to get Serge Ibaka from Orlando. Orlando acknowledging that their gamble this year didn't quite work out like they thought. So, <laughs> I think it... <laughs> to, to put it very nicely. I think, I think there a lot of people thought this is how it was going to go, but there are people in Orlando that kind of talked themselves into this was going to work out. It did not. So... That to their credit, they moved on and they didn't go too crazy and, and whatever. But Ibaka is now on uh, um, the Toronto Raptors, and it's going to be up to them if they want to pay him. And Orlando did not, so and neither did the Celtics. So let's let's start with Jay, the analysis of the actual trade that happened: Terrence Ross and a first round pick for Serge Ibaka. I think on the surface this seems to work. The the Magic get to get some return back for a guy that they kind of took a flyer on, and Toronto gets a guy that they could use and kind of beefs up their lineup a little bit. They didn't give up a ton for him, so you know I think uh, I don't think anybody kind of got hosed in this deal. It Seems like it's a pretty fair deal.
2: Yeah, it, it was a it was a good deal for both teams. I thought. I thought obviously Orlando's mistake was. Back a summer ago, when they traded Victor Oladipo, the pick that became Domantas Sabonis for Ibaka, thinking he would be a huge piece of their future, and a few months later they decided to move him. So, not a good move from Orlando long term standpoint. From the, from the fact of they had to move on, and they realized he wasn't going to resign with them. They got a fair enough, fair enough value for him, but. Obviously, for the Celtics, the big deal here is the Raptors picking up Serge Ibaka. And the Raptors, who are one of the three teams behind Cleveland in the Eastern Conference, who are fighting for second, third, fourth, really bolstering what is their worst position right now, which is power forward. And so I think Ibaka gives them versatility. He gives them athleticism. He gives them another three-point shooter, a stretch four type of guy, and someone who can slide over to play the five in smaller lineups. So I, I think it's a big deal for Toronto to get him just because their, their power forward situation, because Jared Sullinger has been hurt the whole time, and because they didn't have too many other options, it's been a mess at, at power forward. So getting a guy like Ibaka for them was a major upgrade and a big deal. And something they needed to do. So I think Ibaka, Ibaka changes things. Obviously, they've been slumping for a couple months. They, like, they've been deep, deep, deep in a funk. Kyle Lowry is going out passive-aggressively, saying he ha- has changes in mind, but he's not going to say them because he wants to stay professional. So it was, things were getting a little frustrating over there for the guys over there. And now they have Serge Ibaka, so we'll we'll see how it works out. I do think it's definitely a major upgrade for them. Not necessarily that he's a great player anymore, but just the fact that he's not the other power forwards that they have on their roster, with the exception of Patrick Patterson, who's who's a very good player, but who has been injured for the past on and off for the past month or so. So I think Ibaka that that was a big trade for them. That was a good trade for them, and I also think. Getting rid of Ross will allow Norm Powell to get more minutes, and I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced Norm Powell is a better player. So we'll see there. Yeah,
0: no, that makes perfect sense, and it's one of those deals where, and I, I say this a million times, situation matters. I think the situation for Ibaka in Toronto is going to be much better for him than the situation for him uh, that was in Orlando, and better than the situation that he would have walked into in Boston. So. For Ibaka, it makes sense. He, he can kind of do well, I think, in Toronto. For Toronto, obviously, it makes sense. Like like you said, it, it gets a better player, some more playing time, and it gets it, it upgrades their, their weakest position. So Toronto is making moves. And it also makes sense from a standpoint that, look, Toronto is in a different place than the Celtics are. The, the Raptors are in very much win now they've got, they just gave DeRozan a ton of money. They got Kyle Lowry uh, for a lot of money and this is it. This is their time. And yeah, I understand that Cleveland and golden state stand in their way, but they got to go for it. Now they can't just sit back and wait. Whereas the Celtics have more options. They've got more assets. They can, they don't have to make a move for a guy that doesn't necessarily make them significantly better right now. They can try to go and get something bigger. Or if that trade never materializes, they have a plan B. They can figure out a way to get – they could just start making these draft picks and and maybe move some of the other guys and and go hit a second reset button. But they at least have that option.
2: Yeah, just just wait and take the number one pick isn't a bad –
0: Right, in a loaded draft. Like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just take the number one pick. Like that's – they have options. So – A nice deal for Orlando, really nice deal for Toronto. The Celtics were reportedly in on the Ibaka Talks. Uh, Celtics blog had a a, a rumor, not a rumor, they, they had their sources, that said the Celtics walked away from a deal that involved Terry Rozier and a future first. And there was a lot of consternation on Twitter today about whether, you know, there are people saying, of course you give up Rozier. Like, he sucks, which he does not suck, first of all. But let's just go on the surface. For the Celtics, they would have had to give up Rozier, first-round pick. And for salary-matching purposes, because neither team is under the cap— they would have had to include Amir Johnson to match, to match the salaries. So it would have been Ibaka and I don't know how else the numbers would have would have worked. I don't like that deal. Yeah, so you're you're big on keeping Terry Rozier. I, it's not that I'm big on keeping Terry Rozier. It's that I'm big on not giving him up for something that doesn't make us significantly better. And he it doesn't. Bringing in Ibaka in that deal for Amir Johnson and Rozier and a pick, you're giving up – first of all, you're, you're giving up a, a, a young player that you could maybe use, maybe even need, depending on what other trades you make, and a pick, which I guess at this point we've got so many, they're almost disposable. But I would just say that Serge Ibaka for Amir Johnson doesn't move the needle for me. It And, and Sam Packard, our friend, our co-host, Sam Jam Packard, had a great tweet a little while ago. Putting Serge Ibaka and Amir Johnson's seasons back uh, right up against each other. And they're having essentially the same season with the exception that Serge Ibaka is scoring six more points per game. But if you look at the advanced numbers, the per 100 and the advanced numbers, Amir Johnson is basically having a very similar season to Serge Ibaka. In fact, he's rebounding better. In many ways, their rebounding percentage of is just a couple of percentage points higher, but they're, but Amir is having a better offensive rebounding season. He's having a better season shooting wise. I, I think you don't get what you think you're getting with Serge Ibaka. And it's not worth it to me to give up Rozier and a pick. If you're not getting the quote unquote Serge Ibaka that people think they hear his name, they think about the OKC version of Serge Ibaka. And that's not, that's not that
1: guy.
2: Yeah, he, he hasn't been the same in probably a couple years now, maybe a few years. He hasn't, like, he developed a three-point shot, but he's not as athletic as he used to be. He's not as impactful at the rim as he used to be. He's not a good rebounder. So, in a lot of ways, he's not what the Celtics needed. And I wouldn't be against giving up Terry Rozier necessarily in a, in a short-term deal, just because you already have a lot of guards. You were... You have a top pick, which will probably be used on a guard because there are a ton of great point guards in the draft. And, like, I don't think Terry Rozier is untouchable at all. He's shooting 37.5% from the field, 32% from the three-point arc. He, in, in a lot of ways, he's struggled in his first year. And I, I do think he'll get better. I do think he has some, some some upside to him. I think he has some potential. But to me, like, if you have to give up a first-round pick and – a rotation player, and on top of that, something else to match the salary just to get Serge Ibaka, who's a minimum not a. I mean, he, he's more dynamic, Amir Johnson, but like he again, he's not the guy. Like if you, if you're the Celtics, you want to get a rebounder and or you want to get some wing size. If you're going to give up, and and you can get a a, a cheaper. Guy to do those things, I think, than than Ibaka. So, I I'm not convinced Ibaka was the one. I I do think for Toronto it was the right move because Toronto needed a guy like Ibaka, who can play power forward and play a little center and and guard some quicker guys and and not do a horrible job at it. I I think he'll do he'll do well in Toronto. I don't know if if the Celtics had the same need for a guy like that. So. I don't think you can blame them for passing on Ibaka. The real, obviously, like, as you said earlier, it was it was a very good point. I don't give you credit for good points a lot, but, <laughs> but sometimes sometimes you're just a really bright guy. Sometimes you're just a really bright guy. John.
0: Thanks. <laughs>
2: Occasionally,
0: yeah. sunshine's um, on a dog's ass. So,
2: yeah, but, but Toronto is, is in a place where, look, Kyle Lowry is a free agent. Kyle Lowry is frustrated. Kyle Lowry has to see that, that they can make some progress and and they can they can compete and they can right this ship, or else Kyle Lowry might be gone. Like like Toronto is in a very different place. Boston can sit back and wait for that that real star to shake free, and maybe pluck a, a rebounder on the cheap or a, another bigger wing on the cheap, and and see what happens and go forward with the current roster if they need to or make a slight upgrade if they can do it cheaply. But the, the key for the Celtics is, is the flexibility moving forward. And Serge Ibaka, he, he would have been a rental. It would have been you get two months of Serge Ibaka plus the playoffs, and then you probably have to let him go because you're going to go after other free agents. And if you don't let him go, then you're going to have to pay him. And then you lose the chance to go after free agents. So like he would have been a two month guy and giving up assets for two months of Serge Ibaka, who's a, a minimal upgrade, I think, in, in a lot of ways. It just doesn't make sense. So no blame on the Celtics for passing on Serge no, Ibaka. No, no, not at all. I think. But but it could it could change things. It could it could shove the Raptors past the Celtics again in the Easter Conference. It could, it could but Serge Ibaka in Boston
0: doesn't do it for me, it does not sell tickets people are not going to get on their SeatGeek app and buy tickets when they realize what Serge Ibaka is doing, it doesn't really help. That was nice. Yeah, I got it, I got this thing man so what they need is a guy who will sell tickets and or these guys as currently constituted are good enough, we're People do want to open up the Seek app, which is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close, in person, all season long, rest of the season, playoffs. There's nothing, nothing like being at a Celtics playoff game and those big games at the end of the season. You're definitely going to want to go to those games. Now, I have the Seek app gap on my phone. I've talked about it before. I have used it. Uh, it's a great way to do some easy shopping for your tickets. You open it up, click, click, click. Easy to find the games you're looking for or the show if you want a concert or or another sport or whatever it is. Anything that you can buy the tickets to, just look for it on the SeagGeek app. They do all of the work for you, so by the time you click and see the venue, you'll see the entire venue. You'll know exactly where the seat is. It's got the red, the yellow, the green dots that let you know what's a good deal, what's not a good deal, so you know you're getting the best bang for your buck. And every ticket on SeatGeek has a grade based on its value. So you see immediately underpriced seats, overpriced seats, best deals that fit your budget, and every ticket is backed by a 100% guarantee. So that's all great. That's all very good reasons to download the Seek Geek app, but even better, you the listener friends get $20 back after making your first Seek Geek purchase. So, all you got to do, download the Seek Geek app, go to the settings tab, click add a promo code, enter the code L O Celtics, L O Celtics. Go make your first ticket purchase. SeatGeek will send you $20 back after you've made that ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app. Enter the promo code LOCELTICS today. You will not be sorry. Now, the Celtics, if you're buying tickets for the playoffs, maybe, maybe you'll be buying tickets for four home games in the Eastern Conference Finals if... The Cavaliers fall off after Kevin Love's arthroscopic knee surgery to uh, clear out some debris. Now it's not a big deal. It's not like he twisted something or they're repairing. It's 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 something that
2: it might be a big deal. You think so? He's had issues with that. He's had issues with that left knee for years. I think like it's it's not like a a random like like wrist injury where he gets the scope and and whatever, like, he has had issues with his left knee dating back, like, five years, and there have been concerns about his knees for a while. I'm not convinced this is a a minor deal for the Cavs, not just this year. Maybe he'll come back and be fine, but, like, when you start to get a history of of knee issues and you're a big guy, that's that's not a good thing.
0: Sure, no, I understand that. I, I think if you're, I think part of the... Maintenance and and making sure that that knee is okay long term. A scope to clear out some debris. If that if look if they're bullshitting us and it's not true that it's worse, then then that's different. But if it really is what they say it is, that they've scoped the knee, they've they take out some debris. And if you if you're not aware of, I mean that that happens to everybody. Uh, you, they'll just pieces of your knee just break off after a while. You do so much damage to it. They go in, they vacuum that sucker out.
2: Yeah, that that sounds good, too.
0: (laughs) Look, let me tell you something. I'd be willing to bet that every basketball player ever that's played any amount of consistent basketball could probably use a scope and a a cleaning out. But that's just an aside. So, look, bottom line is, whatever the severity, he's out six weeks. And that's, whatever, 20-some-odd games. Now, it looks like... It'll take them almost to the end of the regular season. So, they could they could fall uh, behind in the standings. Now, there, there looks like they're going to beat... Right now, we're recording during the Cavs-Timberwolves game. And it looks like the Wolves gave them a run, but it looks like the Cavaliers are going to beat the Minnesota tonight. That LeBron pass was...
2: Ridiculous. I didn't see it yet. One between, so he threw a no look bounce pass in transition between Andrew Wiggins's oh, legs, like 25 feet away. Oh Jesus! And directly to Derrick Williams for a wide open. Oh layup. man. Okay. Well, that's something. It's 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 one of the best passes ever. I don't even know if if he meant to do it, but I'm assuming he did because Andrew Wiggins was standing there when he threw the pass, <laughs> and it went directly between Wiggins's legs. It was it was an absolutely next-level pass. Like, one of the top five or ten passes maybe of all wow. time. Wow. All
0: right. Well, it's something to uh, YouTube. I'm sure it'll be all over Twitter uh, as well. So, okay. So now, let's look at this now. We talked yesterday, in yesterday's show, about can the Celtics win the East because Rick Carlisle uh, made those comments. And now, all of a sudden, Kevin Love is out. And J.R. Smith is out. And there's... The, the floor spacing kind of goes away, and then that plays into a, a defense's hands. Where you can, The way that you beat the Cavaliers, if you can, is to force them to become a jump-shooting team. That's what LeBron's weakest part of his game is, is to be a jump-shooter. Uh, same with Kyrie. He's not the greatest jump-shooter. Uh, he relies a lot on driving to, to get it to the rim and all of that and get to the free-throw line. So, if you just turn them into a bunch of jump shooters, you have an opportunity. And the Celtics, they're really good defensively when they put it all together, and hopefully they can get back to being... They've been pretty good defensively recently, so they can figure out how to force a team to be jump shot heavy. So, can the Celtics... I, I think the Celtics have a possibility of sliding into that top seed, but... Does that really mean anything? Does home court advantage mean anything? Does that give them enough of an edge over the Cavaliers when Kevin Love comes back to to get past them and get to the NBA Finals?
2: I I think I, I do think the top seed is becoming a possibility. You know, the Celtics, the Cavs just just finished off their win tonight, so the Celtics are what two two and a half games back now. You've got twenty some odd games left. Celtics have a pretty favorable schedule. The Cavs, you know, they're banged up. J.R. Smith is down. Look, Le- Kevin Love will miss most of the rest of the regular season. LeBron has played a ton of minutes. Like, I, I don't think there's any real need for them to push it and, and try for wins and try for the top seed. I-, I do think, you know, if Kevin Love is not healthy when he returns, and i know you think it it's not a big deal but but let's say he comes back and and he's rusty and 6 weeks from now he's he's not what he should be and he has trouble guarding pick and rolls and and all of a sudden what lebron james has called a top heavy team has a damaged damaged goods in one of their three all stars so I I still, obviously, you know, LeBron James is going to be the favorite. And the Celtics still haven't won a playoff series under Brad Stevens. (laughs) And in a lot of ways, it, it seems blasphemous to even argue that the Cavs might lose in the Eastern Conference Finals because it's been so easy for them in the East the last two years since LeBron went back there. But like, I, I this has a different feel to their season because they're not healthy, and and I do think the the Celtics and the Raptors and the Wizards are probably better than some of the teams they've faced over the last couple of years, and and who knows who knows it. If you get in a seven game series with the team, some <laughs> you might have a chance, but. <laughs> Obviously, obviously the Cavaliers are still the favorites, but the more you get to damage goods, and all of a sudden, like the gap narrows. So I think the gap is narrowing with all the injuries the Cavaliers have had, and the fact that they might not be at full strength when the playoffs begin, even. And who knows? I <laughs> think I th- I, I still
0: Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think the play here from uh, Teron Liu is to dial back LeBron's minutes, even if it costs them games, even if it pisses LeBron off, even if it pisses other people off, even if they fall to the second or third seed, then that's fine. Get them motivated, get people doubting them, get LeBron to a, you know, manageable minutes load, and then unleash him in the playoffs. I think that's the smart thing to do. Don't worry about holding on to the top seed if you're the Cavaliers. Leave that alone. That's not your priority because at full strength, at full motivation, they can win any day, any any place against an Eastern Conference team. So if if I think if I was coaching that team, I would just kind of dial it back a little bit. I would get other guys – an opportunity to play more minutes and and try some new things, just in case the Kevin Kevin Love doesn't come back at full strength. Figure out different ways to use the personnel that you have, and once the playoffs start, then you go back to LeBron heavy and and you you go from there. But that leaves an opportunity for the Boston Celtics, the Toronto Raptors, the Washington Wizards to advance and and take. Uh, one of those top two seeds, or two of the top two seeds, however that works out, I, I am tempering my expectations. I know there are people out there that are listening that are just just want me to go full fanboy and say, "Yeah, we could do it." I'd love to. I'd love to see it happen. I'm rooting for it to happen. I I hope for it to happen. I'm just trying to temper my expectations and be a little more realistic and say. This Celtics team at full strength versus the Cavs at full strength, it's just not – I never expected them to get past them, even if the Celtics do get home court advantage. We've talked about this since the beginning of the of the, the season, where we've said it's possible that a Toronto or a Boston could sneak past a, a Cavs team that was resting its stars and didn't care about the top seed. We, we've we always talked about this possibility. I'm not backing off of it now. But, you know, once you're in the playoffs, we know that crazy things can happen. Maybe Isaiah takes it to another level. Maybe the fact that Avery Bradley's been out for a while keeps him fresher. Maybe... There's maybe they reach a different level because they haven't had Bradley. Maybe Jalen Brown finds something. Maybe this this time with Jalen Brown at the two has given Brad Stevens an idea that might work against the Cavaliers. It's so many different ways you can go with it. But as of right now, I'm just kind of keeping my expectations a little bit low, and I'm not going to go crazy saying the Celtics are are going to get to the NBA Finals. But I, I will ad- admit that their path gets a little better. With the Cavaliers nursing their injuries and possibly giving up home
2: court advantage. Today was just a wild day in the East. Oh, man. It Crazy. Was like, it was like, oh, whoa, Kevin Love had had surgery. And then like five minutes later, it's like, oh, the Raptors solidified themselves with vodka. We still got another and week before the trade deadline. Still got another week. Still got, still got a lot of rumors to talk about. Still got... And who knows? Who, knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows?
0: knows? Nobody knows. But we'll pretend on a Monday through Friday basis to, you know, give you the best our best guess. But that's where we are. That's where we are. The Celtics now going on to face Philadelphia and Chicago to close out the first, quote-unquote, half of the season. All-Star break is here. Almost.
2: <laughs> All-Star break is, is now like three-quarters of the way through the Yeah,
0: season. I don't know. Whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, that makes for some really crappy January, uh, I think, though. Like January, early February, teams start getting to that halfway point, and they just kind of back off a little bit. You, that's when you start seeing some lulls. It's not the greatest month of NBA basketball, but...
2: Unless, unless you're Isaiah Thomas, uh, and then... Right then it's the greatest month of battle right the best the best
0: two-month stretch of your entire career okay that's it thanks for listening everybody remember to download the seat app
2: hey john yeah yeah i think you were my valentine man oh really <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah i i i want i mean i think you were my valentine
0: oh wow Jeez, man, it caught me by surprise. Well, I appreciate that.
2: Um, I, I didn't get you anything though. No, no chocolates even.
0: Well, you, you know what flowers you, or anything. Well, you, you know that. what you can do. You can do like most guys who fuck up Valentine's Day. Go to download the Seeky <laughs> app. Get me a couple of tickets to something nice. And we're,
2: oh, no, that—that's what guys do. who Fuck up Valentine's Day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> most guys look. Our our audience is like ninety percent, ninety-seven percent guys. I'm willing to bet. A good portion of them, a majority of them, at some point today went, "Oh shit, it's Valentine's Day,"
2: right? Uh, the, I, I I have a flower shop right near my apartment, and I I swear to God, the line was like yeah, like three blocks long, <laughs> like like all the all these all these assholes <laughs> forgetting <laughs> about Valentine's Day until the last yeah. day, man. Like, yeah. damn, oh, orders order some flowers for your woman. On time, or, or go get some flowers. Like you don't have to wait till Valentine's to get her to get her flowers, guys. Yes, be be a, be a gentleman. Yeah, get get plan her, ahead. Get her, get her some flowers on on just a random, you know, Friday. That's or, or Thursday that's or, how you do it. Or, or you download
0: the SeatGeek app, you enter the promo code LO Celtics, and you buy her <laughs> a couple of tickets to a show that she'd like to go see, or maybe you'd want you want to take go. her to the game. You know, she'd like to go to a Celtics game or whatever, a Red Sox game or something. Whatever it is.
2: Probably, probably a huge James Young fan.
0: Probably. Whatever. That's however that goes. But that's, look, I know you're probably, maybe you've screwed Valentine's Day up and she's pissed at you. And it's going to be a great way for you to make it up to her. And you don't have to tell her that you, you got 20 bucks back after making this first purchase. It'll be just between us. But it's a great way to kind of smooth things over.
2: There you go, there you go. Happy
0: Valentine's Use Day, the Jay.
2: Cap to to make all your relationship.
0: We're here. Problem. Th- that's what on. we're here for. We're here to just make lives better, enriching lives, one day at a time, Monday through Friday, because we are your daily Celtics podcast, and we are part of the Lockdown I, I Podcast Network. Was, but you think
2: that was what? That was showing our malleability, though. I, I, <laughs> I had to cut off on clothes. <laughs> like that, we we talk about basketball, we give dating advice, just just very malleable. We are we are truly the most malleable Celtics podcast out there. We're
0: really the malleability <laughs> level is off the charts. It's like 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. That's how off the charts it is. Off so it might even be 12. Off the chain even. Which I was yeah. informed on Twitter that's no longer a thing, but Oh well. Oh well. Uh, I will leave you guys with a bit that I did on the Rich Kimball show, downtown with Rich Kimball in Bangor, Maine, on the zone, the Pulse, the Pulse, Maine, uh, talking today about the Celtics' 3-1 road trip and how much I am afraid of this Philadelphia 76ers game. So here's that. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Podcast. Locked on. Celtics podcast. I'm all flustered from Jay making me his Valentine. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: Yeah, Jay King and John Corrales. Locked On Celtics.
1: Hey, up next on Downtown, it's time for our weekly visit with John Corrales of RedsArmy.com and the Locked on Celtics podcast, our chance to talk Celtics and, and why not, John, coming off a, a terrific road trip, taking three out of four.
0: Yeah, how can you uh, how can you complain, really? Well, I mean, I shouldn't ask that. People will complain because they lost to the Sacramento Kings to start that off, but <laughs> I thought a 3-1 road trip would be a great success, and that's what it was, so I'm going to take it.
1: Absolutely, and uh, the, the the loss was one that you thought might be in the win column, but, but that's okay because of the way things finished on this trip and certainly are impressing people, including apparently Dallas Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle, who turned some heads by saying that he thinks this team can win the East.
0: Yeah, they, well, look, they uh, that would be an impressive feat, and of course he's being nice to a team that, that kind of, uh, held them off pretty nicely in that game in Dallas. But if they, look, we, we, we see that the, the Cavaliers now have an injury they're dealing with with Kevin Love. It's not that big of a deal. I expect them to be full strength, but you never know when something like that's going to pop up and one little stroke of bad luck could really turn the tide in the East. If the Celtics can finally get healthy, stay healthy, and something goes wrong for the Cavaliers, not that I'm rooting for that, but That's the reality of what happened. Things like that happen all the time. If the timing worked out for the Celtics, then they certainly could possibly win a series and and get to the NBA Finals, which is crazy, but (laughs) it's possible. (laughs) I don't expect it, but it's, it's... there's the path,
1: And you talk about the injuries, and you wrote about it yesterday at RedsArmy.com, uh, the injury to Jalen Brown and this team, still not able to get itself 100% healthy for any long stretches.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. And I, again, injuries are always part of every athletic team's season, so you got to deal with it. But it would be nice for the Celtics to have a little stretch of good luck. Uh, Avery Bradley's been out for a while with that strained Achilles, and every time somebody comes back and somebody else who starts to assert himself tends to drop off somehow and, and Jalen Brown has had some mounting success it's still very raw still making some mistakes but he's he's gained some confidence playing and, and trying some new roles and I think Brad Stevens is learning as they play how to use him a little bit and, and how he could use Brown's athleticism in certain lineups so I think it'd be great to, to have everybody together so Brad can kind of get some more of this experimentation down because it's going to be a pretty key thing in the playoffs. Nothing you want to count on a rookie in the playoffs, but if you have an opportunity to say Jalen Brown playing the two-guard in a, a big lineup is something that has some success, well, maybe there's a matchup in the playoffs where you want to unleash that at a key moment. That could be the difference between winning – a game seven and losing a game seven. So the sooner everybody can kind of get back together and on the same page and we can figure this out, the better
1: trade rumors continue to swirl. And uh, a couple of reports today suggest that the Celtics had an opportunity before he uh, went elsewhere to, to, get Serge Ibaka, but we're not willing to part with Terry Rozier. Uh, do you put anything in those reports? And if so, is that the right move for the Celtics not to make?
0: Well, that's, I, I, think that that sounds like something Danny Ainge would do Uh, if they're asking for it depends on what they're asking for overall on the package. If they wanted a 2017 pick, I don't think Ainge would give that up for Serge Ibaka and Terry Rozier look, Terry Rozier is a a really promising young guard and if you don't have full confidence in re-signing Serge Ibaka as a free agent at the end of the summer you're giving up a valuable piece or a bigger potential trade or a guy that you might count on. If you have to give up a Marcus smart or an Avery Bradley, you might need Terry Rozier to be around. So to give him up in this situation for this player, I know a kind of addresses some of our needs, but it's, it's not the the move that I think Ainge should have made. There, there may be other options and he may just be kind of biding his time and hoping that a bigger, superstar deal is coming down the line. Now that Ibaka has moved and that Cleveland is dealing with an injury and there, there there've been a couple of trades. We're going to start seeing how other teams react. And once they see the market teams with assets, once they start seeing what the market is, they might look at Ainge's assets and say, all right, those are more valuable than we think. So that, that could really loosen up some of the, the tighter, stingier opposing GMs so I think holding on to Rozier for a bigger more long-term impactful deal is a smart move
1: just a couple of games to go for the team before the break back home tomorrow night against the Philadelphia 76ers a team that they've they've handled pretty well 2-0 and in the season series so far and uh, and who knows what's going on there with personnel as we close in on the deadline
0: yeah there you know Okafor is is probably going to get moved and they don't have Embiid, Embiid is out with a torn meniscus. This, I'm afraid that this is kind of shaping up like the Sacramento Kings game was. That first game back from, from the West Coast trip is always a problem. That is always a problem. Jet lag, things. the team never performs well in those games or hardly ever performs well in those games. Now you've got big win with the opposing coach saying he can go to the finals. I hear guys talking about, you know, how great a team that they're, they're starting to become. And here comes the lowly Sixers who are embroiled in trade rumors and without their superstar stud center. There's all of the makings for a disappointing, gross, ugly, unwatchable game. So I'm just letting you know, prepare yourself jerk <laughs> your loins. It may not be something you want to watch, but they could still obviously win that game. To, to close out the season... With a couple of games, and this is another reason why that, that game could be a terrible game, they go to Chicago to close out the first quote-unquote half of the season on national TV, so they could be looking ahead to something like that. That Philly game sounds ugh, ugly to me.
1: Like Isaiah
0: Thomas, Isaiah Thomas could, could break Pavlicek's record of 20-plus point games this, over the this next two games, so something to watch for at least
1: forewarned is forearmed uh, john putting up the flags for us to watch for tomorrow night as they take on philadelphia uh, john as always thanks for being with us enjoy this week's game and we'll, we'll do the all-star break edition next week
0: awesome love it see ya
1: thank you john is that the new iphone yeah got it on t-mobile fastest iphone deserves america's fastest lte network